Vogue, big, huge hours. You're getting new Tur Tuesday, new Macedon, new A Perfect Circle, new Three Days Grace, and then locally. Get out of Perry. Wrote a song called Falling, a little bit of a rapper type deal. We'll play that as well. And also, 9 o'clock, your shot at a trip to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music it's awards, right? Yeah. 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 The awards. The awards. Yeah. There it is. That's what, uh, that's what we're doing, 9 o'clock. That it is. Uh, so many of you have sent me the Super Bowl rating story. Apparently, there was a dip in the ratings of the Super Bowl. It was the lowest viewed since 2009. And I know I've been on the, the NFL is fine thing. And again, at 8 o'clock, I'll address it, and I'll tell you why the NFL is totally fine and why this rating story was essentially clickbait. It was clickbait, and we all fell for it. And at 8 o'clock, I'll tell you why. Also, Jim Tomey fans, you're going to have to settle down. You're going to have to settle down, realize you lost, and realize that he had to say what he had to say. 7 o'clock, we'll get into that. Fantone, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. I feel like you're fired up and ready to go go. over there. All right. I'm ready to go. Um, All right. Is there anything on your mind? You got a sizzling story? You got something that's grinding uh, your gears? What's happening, Well, I do got to ask you something. Okay. You got me roped into this thing. This yeah. weekend, I did not get you roped into this thing this weekend. You 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 volunteered this one. I thought about that this morning. I was like, "Hey, this is coming up. We better talk about this." Saturday, yeah, is uh, you and I are doing a polar plunge. Yeah, man, oh man, I I'm not looking forward to it, dude. It's going to be cold. To benefit uh, the the project rebuild, indeed, uh, which is a uh, organization that Matthew Fantone works very closely with, and they sent out a tweet last night mm-hmm. and asked the question: Who between the two of us would raise more money? So I have a question. Was I supposed to be doing anything? No, I mean, nothing more than just like promoting it and letting people know that like donations are being made and and hopefully you retweeted the link right there. You know, I I, did. I I will grab that link and I'll get it up on our website, WRQK.com at some point. Make something shareable. That Uh way I can, uh, you know, Uh I can do that because if I'm going to jump in freezing cold water, I don't want it to be for no reason. No, not at all. Not at all. No. So, I mean, like this money, you know, obviously goes to benefit them. It's a great program. Um, I know a lot of people say like, man, these damn kids today. These young adults are just not worth a damn. Project Rebuild does something about that and like gives them those work skills and gives them those Agreed. life skills. So like it's a very worthy project and uh, very glad to be associated with it and very happy that Stansberry decided, hey, dude, I'm jumping in the lake with you, buddy. Do, you Thank have, you. Uh, do I have more detail? Like, do I know when things need to happen? I do not have an official time on anything. All right. I am I'll sp- look for that as soon as I can. I am supposed to be in Medina by like four o'clock. For something else that I have. Okay. But again, it's not necessarily a requirement. Okay. Nor is it something good for other people. <laughs> it's just, okay. it's an indoor golf tournament. Oh, so okay, self- okay, okay. So selfishly, I mean, I can bump it. All I right. just don't want to if I don't have to. I, I mean, I like I said, I don't know of a time yet, but I don't think it'll be that late. I, I would I, imagine I know, they'd so. be looking to do it early afternoon. Yeah. And then once I get out of the water, I can be like, do my parts over. I can go. Oh, right? yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I think you have no obligation other than taking your big ass into that lake, dude. I uh, I'm not I'm not looking forward to I it. I can't believe I said it. I can't believe you did either. I, I I it was just like one of those things we were talking about in passing and Stansberry's like, you know what, I'll do that with you. And I'm like, what? Yeah, he just was talking to me about it <laughs> off the air. And I was like, well, ask them if they think I'll help them raise more money if I do it too, then I'll do it. And he said to me, he goes, dude, they're just gonna say that will happen. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like to get you to do it. Of course. 
I mean, so, yeah. what? Like, I mean, what? They're having the most high-powered morning show in Stark County isn't Smart going idea. to draw some attention to now, it. Now, where is this? Where are we doing this? It's at Portage Lakes, right? I, I don't know which lake it is. I don't know where it is. I know it's up in the Jackson area. We're so, on top of yeah. it. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 I can't give you those specific details, but uh, I do know it's in the Jackson area. It's um, the Jackson polar bear plunge thing. So. What are you? Um, what are you wearing? I just swimsuit, man. Right? I mean, that's because people keep asking me, and I was like, well, it seems like swimsuit, right? And I'm definitely wearing a shirt. Oh, you're going shirt with it. Absolutely. Okay. It's going to be freezing cold in there. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not like a shirt's going to help you out at all in that situation, dude. Like, there, I'm fat. If anything, that's going to make it worse because then you're going to have that, like, clinging cotton to your body, dude. I'm not going shirtless. I'm going sleek, dude. I'm going sleek. I'm going shirtless for sure. Shirtless and shirtless and, my, and, and, and some trunks, I think, is my, uh, is my look there. <sighs> Nah, dad, nah, <laughs> dude, nah. Like your dad on vacation. You know what I mean? I'm just in the pool, white tea, the whole bit, dude. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I can't go shirtless. All right, all right. I mean, there's obviously going to be pictures. I don't There's even like be... going shirtless during sex, dude. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm doing it for a polar bear, for a polar bear plunge. I was, at, I was at a Super Bowl party the other night. Yeah. And we were getting ready to watch JT, right? Yeah. And a buddy of mine said, Imagine how much money Justin Timberlake got paid to do this tonight. Right. And I had to tell him, I'm like, he didn't get paid anything. NFL, Super Bowl, they don't pay their halftime artists. And nobody could believe it. But then when I started to give them some numbers on what happens, then it made all the sense in the world. So we're going to break down what can happen financially for an artist who does not get paid to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, what can happen for their career. We'll do that next. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show and Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. New Mastodon toe-to-toes is the name of that. New A Perfect Circle. Talk, talk. I'm excited about that. I'm a big A Perfect Circle fan. And new Three Days Grace, the mountain, and then locally, a high school kid named Gavin. His dad is a big listener of the program, sent me in his song called Falling. And I believe, if I have my story correct, I'll double check this email. Uh, This is in reference to one of the Perry students. Okay. That had uh, committed suicide. I believe um, they were friends. Okay. And so this is a song in response to that. So we'll take a listen, 9 o'clock. I said something yesterday on the air that was uh, that was inaccurate, All right. and I would I would like to take this opportunity right now to correct it. Isn't that the worst, dude? You feel so good about something, it comes out of your mouth. You're like, yeah, dude, I know what I'm talking about. No, and then, I don't. And then no, you don't. That's the worst. So I went home yesterday. Yeah. And I watched the full like three minute Han Solo movie trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back in. Okay. Yeah, I'm back okay. in. Okay. Stansbury yeah. all back in now. Suck me right. Back in the fold. Right back in. Now, I personally think that the kid who's playing Han Solo, I don't know. There's something about him I'm not crazy about. But again, it's because it's Han Solo. Like, I'm just, I'm nitpicking, right? But, and I hear people already talking about, well, you know, if they don't make him super, you know, pessimistic and like that's, I mean, that's the way Han was. If they try to like lighten him up, that that'll be wrong. And I don't think they're gonna. Like, if you look at the trailer, it looks dark. It looks like they're trying to make it like, you know, he was on the streets and like that kind of guy and he's a pessimist. Streets. I think they're going to, yeah. I mean, he got thrown out of the flight academy. I'm, I believe it. I believe it. It's a tough life for Han Solo. I'm, uh, I'm all for it. I, at first, when I saw like the 10-second trailer, I was like, no. 
Or it was like one minute. And like I watched like the three-minute trailer yesterday, and I'm all back in. What, what was it? I mean, it just you it felt like more in line with what your vision of it was? Yeah, well, there was a little... Well, they showed you just a little bit more, right? So okay. I was like, oh, okay, well, that looks kind of cool, and that looks kind of cool. I'm a little worried about the girl from Game of Thrones. Which, uh, which Game of Thrones girl? I forget what her real name is, but she's the one that plays Khaleesi. Okay. And dude... Like, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. She's a terrible actress. Like, she can't act a little bit. So so now the nerd worlds are colliding. Here. Oh, yeah. I okay. mean, people look the other way on her on her acting abilities because she rides dragons, and it's cool. Okay. But, like, she's a terrible actress. Jeez. So I'm a little nervous about that. Isn't she, like, the central character of that show? Isn't she, like, the dragon well, show? Isn't she it all like depends the... on who you are and who you think the central character right. is. I ask most people. It could be Tyrion. I could ask other people, and people would say Cersei. All right. For me, it's Cersei and Tyrion. But I'm all the way back in. So at this Super Bowl party I was at the other night, my buddy goes, man, I wonder what JT got paid to do the halftime show. And again, if you don't know, you would assume those people get paid a ton of money to do this. Yeah. But the NFL, Super Bowl, they get these people to do it for nothing. They don't pay. I'm sure it's not an easy thing to do with A-list celebrities right there. Well, yeah. Because, again, when you're early out in a public eye job like that, people will tell you, no, just play the county fair. It's good exposure. You know how many times I did things for free early on in my career because it was exposure for the show? Meanwhile, it was just a way for people to rip you off, essentially, is is what it is. But when you're starting out, you kind of have to do things for exposure. But Lady Gaga and Justin Timberlake do not need exposure. No. Like, they have the exposure. So why would they do it? Why would you give the NFL a major and a major soda corporation a huge commercial for and, nothing? And let's be real. I mean, like, it's not like you just take your concert and go perform it in another venue. This isn't just like an average night. You have to come up with an entirely new, like, uh, performance because it has to be within X amount of time. So it's not like you can just go out there and be like, hey, well, you know, hey, we're used to running through these songs. We'll go out there and do it for free. It's like, no, dude, this is all new choreography. This is an all new mix of stuff. This is an all new, like, performance. Like, this Plus is you do m- covers. This is months and months of practice here. Like, no doubt about it. So, yeah, to get celebrities to not only show up and do one thing for free, but to put all that time in. Yeah, that I mean... And there's really no win. Because most people just hate it. Right, Most people just hate on you for doing it, or, oh my god, it was too political, or this, or that, and now everybody just hates you. But there is a reason to do it. And it is money, but the NFL doesn't give it to you. Listen to this. Now, I don't have the numbers from JT's performance yet, but we do have them from Lady Gaga's from the year before. Right. Her digital sales surged more than 1,000% on the day of the Super Bowl. She sold 150,000 digital albums and songs in the U.S. on Super Bowl Sunday. The day before, she sold 15,000 units. Super Bowl Sunday, 150,000. Now, I don't know what that would extrapolate to, like, what her end of that would be. I know a lot of artists complain about streaming and selling their stuff online. They don't make the money that they should. And I mean, this has been a gripe in the music industry back when they were still pressing vinyl. So, like, I don't know how much of this is real, how much of this is not. But you know she got paid off of those album sales. And if anybody's got a good deal 
by now, my guess is Joanne has been able to rework her deal and is getting paid. Um, And I mean, those are just the day of. You have to think that like for the next week, you're still riding a wave there. It's not like it just like cuts out underneath of you. There's no way there weren't people listening to Justin Timberlake specifically yesterday because of that performance. So you've got you've got a week there, I'm sure, of increased album sales. So like and and I mean, I know exposure you know, exposure to those types of artists doesn't necessarily feel like there's value to it, but there's a reason why it's the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. Pepsi has exposure. You got to keep getting your name out there. So, I mean, I think that's a that's a that's a win win for them, right? She there. sold thirty thousand units leading up to her performance of the halftime show that week. So you take the thirty thousand before the hundred and fifty that night. She sold almost two hundred thousand digital albums and songs in a week. You ask anybody in a band, even a touring national act band. If they would take that, the answer is going to be yes every day. Well, and that's all work already done, too. It's not like this is the new album. This is all like, hey, you're downloading Poker Face. Like, well, then, yeah. Well, that's where I was surprised. Because if you were the kind of person who's going to sit and watch Lady Gaga or Justin Timberlake, who it was this year, aren't you already a big Monster fan? And if you are, don't you already probably own this stuff? I was surprised there were this many more people who were a fan of her, watching her, who didn't already own these albums. But maybe you have one, not all, and like, oh, I didn't know that song was on that, maybe I'll buy that. Or you've just been, like, streaming it somewhere, or, you know what I'm saying, or or, or illegally downloading it, and all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I actually want this. You know what I mean? Like Every artist I know, and I know a couple of guys in national touring bands, huge, like, on-label bands, and they all complain about the fact that nobody can sell records anymore. And if you can sell 200,000 records in a week... For doing what? What does that essentially end up being? A 30-minute performance? Oh, I mean, it's, I think 12. Like, it's under 15. Wow. Yeah. At that point, it's so worth it to do it. I saw a photo being passed around yesterday. And it's one of the grossest things I've ever seen. I've already got women upset with me that think I have a child's mentality, that I need to grow up because I can't, because I'm uncomfortable with it. And they are, of course, wrong. And I am, of course, right. And I'll explain why next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at for you at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's show, you can podcast that right there. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Your first keyword of the day will be at 9 a.m. Right before we kick off New Tour Tuesday. There it is. Where you're getting new Mastodon, new A Perfect Circle, and new Three Days Grace. So I found this photo yesterday. I don't know how old it is, when it came out, when it started to go viral or not. But yesterday's when I saw it. And I was in the um, it was in the process of like prepping the show. And I was kind of finding myself. And I go, I don't know if I really find this all that interesting. I don't know if this is all that interesting. What the hell are we going to talk about, right? And so I saw this photo. And I thought to myself, oh, that's crazy. You can't do that. And then I just kind of like discarded it. And I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hey, dude, you, you could talk about this. Let's just talk about this. This is something you could talk about, right? And so I posted it, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. It's also uh, on my Twitter, at Stansberry Show is where you find that. And it's a woman in a yoga pose. I don't know which one it is because I haven't done yoga in years, although I miss it terribly. It's a uh, really good exercise, really good workout. I miss yoga, actually. I kind of want to get back into hot yoga. But this woman's doing a yoga pose. And she has white underwear on. 
She has her leg lifted up towards her head, and obviously the other leg firmly on the ground. So her, I'm guessing here, nine-year-old son is wrapping his arms around his mother's leg, the one that's planted on the floor. I, again, am guessing here that this is her young daughter is grabbing onto the same leg, and her head is directly underneath her mother's white underwear, where you can clearly see a red spot. The woman writes on her post, this was on her Instagram where she posted this, by the way. Nobody hacked her. Like She went out of her way to do this. And says, if this, if this monthly flood of ours makes you uncomfortable, maybe I should remind you where the F you come from and swears. Okay? So I knew when I saw this, I was like, this is gross. You shouldn't do this to children, right? But I knew that I live in a society now where people were going to make this about me, not about her. It was going to be about my inability to see people struggle or my inability. You're just a child with a, you know, a child's mentality about periods. You just grow up, Stansberry. Just grow up. No, this woman needs to grow up. Let's change this. Let's take a dad in a yoga pose, lift it in, and drops his balls on his kid's head. You know what happens? CPS shows up and takes the kids out of the home, and they should. What the hell is the matter with people? First of all, are this many people out there attacking women over their period? Um, I understand the thought of, like, especially as a woman, like, this is going to happen to you throughout your life. You're going to have your period on a regular basis. Sure. I understand wanting to like remove some of the mystique and the grossness to it. And like the guys who won't go buy tampons, you know what I'm saying? Like there is a childish aspect of that, but this isn't the right avenue of, of, of addressing that problem. Here's why it's a little bit about that, but less about that and more about just bodily function. If a man was war woman, I don't care what it is. If they were just spilling blood out of their arm, People would go, that's gross. Right. I mean, blood's gross. Bod- bodily fluids as a whole. I mean, like. So, so why? This is what I'm saying. It's about your perception of what people find gross about you or find gross about a situation. I think you are expanding on people's point and making it about your menstruation, where in reality, it's just like, dude, blood, ew. Yeah, I mean, like teaching your daughter, like you shouldn't be disgusted by yourself when you have your period. That this is, is natural for you, right? That's okay. Like I get that message, and I understand, like that you know, there probably is a little bit of like frustration on women's behalf there, of like guys, you know, we, we deal with this on a regular basis. But putting your vagina on your kid's head, I'm sorry, that's where you that's where you lose your your, your point there. There's another somebody actually sent me. A, you know what? I I want to make sure I give this guy credit. Scott sent me a photo. Scott is a listener of ours who sent me a video, rather, of this woman, same woman, who is upside down in a yoga pose this time, holding herself up with her arms, and her small child is breastfeeding on the floor as this woman's in a yoga pose. She's just, now look, you, you have to breastfeed your kids, right? Yeah. I, I, or you don't have to, but people do breastfeed their yeah. kids, and I'm all for it, right? Okay, but at the end of the day, this woman, and so people are telling me, you know, she's just out there for the shock value. Okay, that's fine. Don't use your kids for it. How about that? I do things for shock value all the time. 
I don't bring an infant in here to do it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, do breastfeed your kid however you want while you're doing yoga, doing whatever. I mean, it's breastfeeding your child. That's fundamentally different than putting your 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 vagina on somebody's head. I would agree it's different. Head. Although I think once once you stack these things up next to one another, we're seeing a pattern here of a little bit inappropriateness with your child. Much like I said about Tom Brady kissing his 11 year old son for five seconds. What are you doing? That's inappropriate. Which, by the way, went to a Super Bowl party. Every single parent at that party thought that that kiss was gross. That's how I knew I was at the right party. So all those people were tweeting at me last week, telling me that I, you know, I just was, all, dude, I was being called a homophobe over that. Yeah, I couldn't find the argument there of like why somebody could convince me otherwise of like, nah, dude, make out with your kid. Dude, That's my fine. buddy told me he was like, dude, my kid's ten. If he tries to kiss me on the lips, I'm probably hitting him. Well, like, I, I, you know, and people are like, well, try to you know, kids be kids for as long as they can, but like, there comes to be a point when you can't shower with your kid anymore. You know what I'm saying? So there's a point where you can't kiss your kid on the mouth. Okay, like, interesting point. Because through that Tom Brady conversation, I ended up having a conversation with a friend of mine yeah. who's married. She's married, right? And her and her husband have a couple of kids. I don't know exactly how many, but they have a couple. And she's still showering with like their eight-year-old son. Jeez. I think, or six maybe he is. And I was uh, like, I don't know. And, <laughs> and I looked at her cross-eyed over that. And she was like, what? And I was like, what's your husband say about that? And she's like, he actually is not crazy about it. And I was like, well, because he's right. At six, you have memories. That's when I feel like the line is kind of drawn there. It's like, well, are you going to remember this? I not? like that, except for the fact that I have memories from maybe earlier than you do. And d- d- yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think a general like, that's a general rule of thumb, not a specific like, all right, well, I know when exactly my kid's going to remember. But like five is probably when you start having like real tangible memories as okay. opposed to just like. I had four in my mind. Four, so like, okay. I, I feel like let's be right. behind. Four right, and a half. <laughs> okay, right, four and a half. Right. But like, four is where I was like, okay, we're probably getting to the point to where you should not be naked near your children. Yeah, I feel like that's probably about appropriate. And there. I just think dipping your head's kid or your your kid's head anywhere near your genitals is a bad rule of thumb. And again, if this was a picture of a man, a male yoga instructor doing this with his children right. and saying, "Look, Siemens, where your kids right. come well, from?" Right, you're so afraid of, of 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 the smell down there. Like this is where it all comes from. You would look you at sh- that guy like a, you would look. It's amazing how we look at men and how we look at women differently in this regard. You would look at men as a pedophile. You would see nothing other than a new age, hippie, kale-eating freak pedophile. But we see a woman, and she's liberated. And men are just men are just you know primates that can't understand these things. I would I would hope most people see the wrong in this. I mean, most people. Of course, there's going to be outliers. There's going to be people on the internet. That's that's the rule of the world. You'll find somebody to support something anywhere. But like, I would think. When are we going to find people to support this goddamn (laughs) radio show? Most people are okay with not putting putting periods on kids' heads. Uh, Yeah, I would vote no on putting your kid's head anywhere near your period. Jim Tomey fans, you gotta get over it. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I have uh, yet to break this article down, but I'm reading a headline that says, more U.S. teens identify as transgender in the first part of 2018 than they did in 2015. Well, my guess is, is because we've been talking about it for three years, 
And so more confused teenagers about sexuality and growing. I talked about this all the time. I was growing up having been molested by a neighbor. If we were talking about the transgender issue nonstop the way we are today, I'd be like, well, maybe that's what's going on with me. So I think maybe that's why we're finding more teenagers identify that. I'm just guessing because it's in the news constantly. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we have New Tour Tuesday, New Macedon, New A Perfect Circle, New Three Days Grace, and locally a rapper out of the, the Perry area, uh, Gavin, who has a song called Falling, which I guess is about one of his classmates, who tragically uh, had committed suicide. So we'll take a listen to that as well. We also will be giving away can't charge tickets this morning, are we not, Phantom? Indeed we are, indeed we are. Uh, they returned to action the 21st, taking a little break right now, uh, but I think this is a good time to tell everybody, uh, big can't charge news, dude, going down March 11th, clear your calendar, Sunday afternoon, can't charge in Ohio Championship Wrestling, joining forces, basketball, it's all official, dude, the tickets are on sale, it's going to be a sellout too, I'm feeling it right now, so uh, make sure you get yours early, uh, cantcharge.com has all the information that you need. Basket brawl. Basket brawl, baby. I like it. Yeah, dude, dude two of Fantone's worlds coming together as one, I'm excited. I would like to body slam John Holland. I, I think John Holland's going to take you, bro. I think John Holland's going to yeah. take you. Lightweight. I can handle him. I got him. Although he's probably got the reach, right? Probably. He's probably got the reach. Probably the reach, the conditioning. I mean, like, the strength, I would assume. Like, you know, <laughs> I feel like John Holland might have you, have you bested physically. I don't know. I have none I of those be, things. I could be wrong. I have none of those things. All right. Uh, Jim Tomey fans are going to have to relax. I can't relax. <laughs> I just, you know, and I used to fight on this Chief Wahoo Hill all the time. All right? But what I've tried to do in... in in my older years, <laughs> is especially if the fight's been won and lost, what am I still fighting for? It's been lost, right? The team is removing the logo from the jerseys, from the uniforms. It's done. I know they're going to sell it. They want to make money. And so, yes, is there hypocrisy in what the, what the, what they're doing here? Absolutely it is. Because like I've been telling you about everybody, nobody really cares about anything. Is it hypocrisy or is it middle ground? It's hypocrisy. Okay. If it's racist, don't sell it. If it's racist, I mean, that's just it. I mean, that's what they're saying. Is, is, it, is it racially insensitive? And is that a difference in racist? Uh, not when we're going to talk imagery and how it makes people feel, I don't think so. No. To me, they're calling this racist. And if, it, if that's the take, then don't profit. And I know what they said. Well, we just don't want to create a black market for Chief Wahoo. Translation, if anybody's going to make money off this racist figure, we're going to do it. So there's hypocrisy in here. But it's removed. They're done. The Indians are moving on. So, of course, now Jim Tomey, who's going into the Baseball Hall of Fame, says here, we're going to have to have some thoughtful conversation once we go there. I know my, my decision would be to wear the C because I think it's the right thing to do, and I fully support the way the Indians, through this week, have done the decision that they've done. That's what I support. But to be thoughtful, I think I need to have a conversation with the Hall of Fame because of all the history and everything involved. I just think it's the right thing to do. What would you think he was going to say? For all the people, Tommy's a traitor, never wore the block C, you're a traitor. You're ridiculous. What do you think the guy was going to say? The league and the team have come out and essentially called this, I don't care what you want to say, racially insensitive or racist. So do you think the guy was going to double down and stand next to it and then fight to be put in the Hall of Fame with it and be a controversial figure in the Hall of Fame for the rest of the time that Hall stands? You think that's what Jim Tommy wants? No, of course not. And more importantly... 
I don't know when adults are going to start to understand that these dudes don't care about what's on the front of the jersey. They don't care what's on the side of the jersey. They don't care about any of that stuff. This is their job. Why do you think? Do they all go out to dinner together after they get smoked in their own ballpark? They'll take guys out from the opposing team and go have dinner. You know why? Because this is a passion for us and it's a paycheck for them. Why are we more invested than the dudes who get paid millions of dollars to do it? And once I started to realize that that's I was one of those, I was like, wait a minute. Why am I invested in this? I don't get paid. They don't even care if I go to the game. Why do I why am I foaming at the mouth over a logo over over an organization that doesn't ultimately at the end of the day really care about me? I'm not, I'm not tied to them. It's not like they hate me or anything. But it's like, why are we foaming at the mouth over this thing when the guys who play on these teams don't even care? I, I think, you know, I don't know what Jim Tomey's intentions are, whether he feels like he was backed into this corner, whether he would want to wear the Wahoo or whether he'd want to wear the Block C. I mean, like, I, I, have, I have zero clue there. I think if you were to ask Jim Tomey, he would say, I'd rather just go in a time machine back when we didn't discuss well, it. I, I, I guess my thing is, like, who who are you guys to talk for Jim Tomey? I mean, if this is the decision, whatever reason he came to it, this is his decision. This is his plaque. I mean, I understand that, like, boy, I really wish that he would be wearing the jersey that I prefer. Like, when LeBron goes into the to the Basketball Hall of Fame, I like the orange and blue jerseys. Those are my favorite Cavaliers jerseys. Me too. And, like... And like, boy, I hope his picture has the orange and blue jersey. But if he's wearing the wine and gold jersey, I don't get to like my 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 preference of which Cavaliers jerseys is my favorite. Doesn't who cares what I think? Look at you skipping pages of history, just putting LeBron in the basketball hall of fame. I think it's a safe assumption. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Might even say first ballot. But like, yeah, he probably strolls it. And here's the thing too: is like people get so like hot and bothered about. I don't want to hear these celebrities' opinions. I don't want to hear these political takes. I don't care what athletes think about 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 you know race or, or, or religion or sport or anything like that. But like as soon as Jim Tomey s- says in his like you know words, I this is what I want to do. All of a sudden he has a different opinion than you, and now he's a traitor. I hate the Indians. I don't. I, I, I hate Jim Tomey. It's like because he has a different opinion than you. Like so now you're writing off the nineties over Indians. a logo. Over right over a logo. Over a logo. Over a logo. Right. If this was me, like I said, in a Cavaliers perspective, people would be looking at you like, God damn, what are you insane? Like, are you crazy? <sighs> What I would tell Tommy is, though, it's like, dude, if you're doing this because you think it's the right decision, dude, if you don't think they're going to change the name of the team next, you're crazy. That's obviously going to be the next fight. And so, dude, if I were Tommy, cut it all up at the pass and don't put the Indians name on it either. Because, bro, that's going to be the next fight is that we should not be naming teams after these things either. I'm being asked this question via Twitter. What's more offensive? A cartoon plaque a cartoon of a logo on a plaque in the Baseball Hall of Fame or two murderers have are going to have their bust in the Football Hall of Fame. Well, here's what makes it very different. OJ was never found guilty in criminal court. So that does make it different. I know he did it. I mean, if you jumped... Dude, the old joke used to be if you jumped in the ocean wearing a shirt that says OJ was innocent, even the sharks wouldn't swallow that. Right? We all know he was guilty. Not found guilty. That's going to be different. And neither was Ray Lewis. And so I don't know how I take people either A, in OJ's case, out of the Hall of Fame, or B, prevent somebody from going in who were not found guilty. I can't hold people accountable for crimes I'm convinced they committed, but weren't 
who weren't, found you know guilty. what I mean, who weren't found yeah. guilty. I mean, that's that's the court that's of law the standard there. you would want at your job, and that's the standard we all want with this Me Too thing when people get accused. Well, wait, where's the court of law? Where's the where's where's the due process? Well, both these men face the due process of these things, and so I, I ultimately I think it's a little weird, but that logo has been a topic of conversation for 15 years since Tommy was playing. And I don't know what the hell else he was supposed to say. What was he supposed to dig his heels in and go, no, pff, dude, unless you put Chief Wahoo on it, I, 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 you're, I, we're not going to do a plaque. I'm not going in the Hall of Fame. Guys, come on. The guy spent a lifetime batting cages, giving up Saturday nights, doing whatever it took as a kid, teenager world. You are all out, you know, funneling mad dog and smoking blunts. Jim Tomey was out there working on his swing. Dedicated his life to becoming a professional athlete. Reached the height of heights. Is going into the Baseball Hall of Fame and just wants to do it in smooth sailing fashion. He could care less about this logo. This is a thing that only we care about. And like I said, I used to be one of these. I used to get all foaming at the mouth mad about it. Until I realized, I'm going to lose. So I'll gear up for the fights that I can win. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it is just a logo. I have plenty of hats and plenty of shirts. My golf head club, my you know, my club head covers have it on it. There, nobody's coming to my house and unstitching my hat. Nobody's coming to your house and burning your t-shirts. Got to get off Tommy. What was he supposed to say here in that moment? Really? He was supposed to make this a problem going into the Hall of Fame. He's supposed to make this an issue. I, I guess I just don't get that. I really don't. Doritos has some answering to do. I'll tell you what I'm talking about next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Found online at WRQK.com. Also found on the iHeartRadio app, which is where all your favorite music is, all your favorite stations, and it's all free. Download the free iHeartRadio app so you can type in the name of your favorite artist, and then we'll build a station around said artist. Songs will be handpicked by real people, fellow music fans. You'll thumb up and down. We'll personalize it to fit you better. It's that easy. Just type in the name of an artist. We'll go to work. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations, all free. Download our free iHeartRadio app today. That's me keeping the black SUVs from the company at bay. Stay away. Good job. Stay away. Corporate is happy right now. Stay away. Uh, Jacqueline tweets in and says, I just find Stansberry's voice so sexy. It makes my ride to work so much easier. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I feel like more of you guys could tweet things like that. I feel like more of you guys could send messages like that. I feel like my mood would improve. My my self-esteem would get better. Do your part, guys. Jesus. Now, I assume that this was an automatic, like, oh, following her back. <laughs> I don't know if I followed her back or not, but I would. I, but I, but, but I will correct it if I there didn't. There it is. I will correct it if I didn't, but I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Um... I wanted to freak out at women over this. I really did. But the problem is, and it's really not a problem at all, it's actually uh, it's a little bit of a pleasant surprise, is that women have um, are, are taking issue with this too. And that's, if you haven't heard about this yet, apparently um, the CEO of Pepsi, a woman, Indra Noye, I believe, and uh, her book was actually very, very interesting. If you haven't read that book, um, I, I believe she was one of the first of like five women to, to run like a Fortune 500 company like that way. And when I read that book, it was it was very interesting watching her come up through uh, like the boys club, essentially. Um, I saw her on Bill Maher like five, seven something years ago, and she's been interesting ever since. But she's now has come out and said the company is going to release 
a low crunch female friendly version of the Doritos. They're essentially making ladies Doritos. All right. Okay. And the CEO says that they're making the female friendly Doritos because women don't like to crunch too loudly in public. She continued, they don't lick their fingers and they don't like to pour the little broken pieces and the flavor into their mouth. That's crazy. Every girlfriend I've ever had. Now, maybe it's just the kind of women I date, which are awesome chicks. Well, fl- everybody flips the bag upside down to, 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 to do the crumb slide down the foil. Um, I don't know if it's everybody, but I will say I don't think that's like a sex thing. I think there's probably some people who are like, dude, you know what? I don't want like crumbs all over me and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that has anything necessarily to do with your, your penis or your vagina. There. I take the shop vac to the couch when okay. I when I open a bag because I know. Okay. Well, I'm doing the crunch. I'm doing I'm doing the crumb slide right down the foil package. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I just don't think that's that's some people do it some people don't and that's okay yeah, I don't think yeah i mean if you to, don't do it you don't do we it don't Fine, need doritos she says here it's not necessarily about male or, or female but then when pressed she says yes we will be offering a women's a female version low crunch with a full taste profile that will have not so much of the flavor stick on the fingers okay. so are they not going to taste as good um, if it's if it's same flavor and it's maybe just not as much like that's coming off on your fingers, I get that. I mean, at this point, you're not talking about male female Doritos. You're talking about messy non messy Doritos. Well, what I don't like is she's saying women don't like to crunch loudly in public, as if guys are just like again these cavemen creatures who scratch our balls and sniff it all day, but women are yet this refined awesome creature and men are just you know we'd all be mustard stained t-shirt losers had you not like bestowed your greatness upon us nobody should like to crunch in public like having people hear you eat like if you if you're just going out there in the world and you're not thinking about that and you're just like i'm just slapping away your gums throughout life dude people are looking at you disgusted so like yeah if you're in a quiet environment and you're just smashing out doritos people are looking at you male female or otherwise i mean they're not that loud they're chi- I mean, they're chips. Like. I mean, the funniest thing I've ever I've ever read about like about a loud chip is a guy. I, I wish I knew who it was, but he tweeted this the other night. He said, "I turned the subtitles on on my Netflix so I can so I can read because I can't hear over my my chewing." Yeah, and like that's what you should be selling it on is like the quieter Dorito. That that those are these. We've got great marketing points in here. We really do. Cleaner Doritos, like you're not gonna your fingers aren't gonna get as messy, and, yeah. and quieter Doritos why are did, great. Why did it have to be about the sexes. I don't know. So again, I wanted to like, you know, yell at women. Like, Jesus, you know, equality. Where's my gender equality, right? But sure enough, women were the first ones to line up and bitch about this. And a lot of women are on Twitter and they're right. They're saying, guys, if we make everything, this is what I've been saying about the word racist, is that if we make everything a female issue, nothing will be a female issue. And then the real issues, you be, essentially you become the boy who cried wolf. If you just, if you, or the woman, but if you complain about everything, then when you have a legitimate complaint, nobody cares because you're just the leaking sieve that just constantly bitches and so when i saw her again mary connor's her name women we want equal pay for work and we want end of sex we want the end of sex discrimination in the workplace so society says here's a bag of lady doritos so you won't have to crunch too loudly in front of your male colleagues she's right here this is from a female ceo i mean why wouldn't you make this like parents doritos where you're like hey you can give these to your kids and it won't be as messy or like netflix doritos like you're going to be able to eat them and it's not (laughs) oh i'll tell you the perfect commercial 
is, dude, everybody knows when Doritos are in their house, everybody wants to eat those Doritos. I would have done, yes, the, the quiet, here, your kid won't know you bought Doritos and won't have them in the house. This is your bag. There's like, there's, there's, there's valid points. Like, okay, I like what you guys are doing here. I don't know where in that equation this became like, I understand why some products are male-female. I 100% get that, why it's like. Yeah, I don't sha- need tampons. Well, but, I mean, you're shaving your face is different than shaving your legs. Two different razors. I can get that. I can understand why you need that. This this is not a product that needed to be into that world at all. I have a guy here who's tweeting in and says, I work for Frito-Lay and I've never heard of these female Doritos. Yeah, they're not out yet. This is The CEO is saying, look, these are coming. This is going to be a thing. It's a female-friendly Dorito. And I thought this was fake. Like, legitimately, when I saw this on Fox News yesterday, I was like, oh, they may have fell for something here. But no, like I have quotes from from the CEO of PepsiCo, who's the owner of Frito Lay, I believe. I don't know how that all corporate giant works. I don't know how I don't know how they all band together and make billions of dollars. But she's the CEO essentially of of all these brands, and they're releasing this. And again, I just think it shoots a hole in the foot of legitimate female causes. You got female marches out there. There's like legitimately, do we are the most polarized? A nation that I can remember in my life. I mean, they say race relations were actually at an all-time low during Barack Obama's presidency, but we'll wait to see on that. But Or since the L.A. riots. They were at an all-time low since the L.A. riots during Barack Obama. But we have been heading towards a polarized nation for a while now. And things like this do not help. As a matter of fact, they hurt you. You have audio for me? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, I, th- I thought you were looking over that, at that. I just don't understand why you would go out of your way and have a major misstep like this. Again, yes, sell it on the parent aspect. You can eat these quietly. Your kids won't even know there's Doritos in the house. Nobody will steal all your Doritos. They can be all yours. Why do we have to make everything male versus female? I, instead of maybe every telling us how everything is, uh, is the sex is against one another, let's just go back to like, no, it's not really all that much. If we just kept pointing things out and we just kept stop making it and started to create things to divide one another, we would actually find out there's less divisiveness than we actually think there is. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online, WRQK.com. We have Kid Rock tickets. 8.30 is when we'll pass those out. He's playing the 24th yeah. up at the queue. Yeah. Pass those out. Uh, dude, you're Cavaliers. Yeah. Got about two days to make a move. Yeah, they do. Uh, so you being an NBA dude, let's make you Cavs GM right now. What are you doing? Are you trading the Brooklyn pick right now? Is that what oh, you're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trading anybody that's not named LeBron. I, I, I understand at this point that... You only have one more swing at a championship left in you, and to plan for anything other than that is is foolish. It is. I, I understand what people are saying of like, well, what if LeBron leaves? We sucked so bad last time. You're gonna do it again. If you think that that if you think that 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 a pick that's going to be somewhere in the lottery is just going to turn around your favors, it's not. You're not gonna get another LeBron. You're not even gonna get another Kyrie Irving, dude. And the Kyrie and, and the Cavs sucked that bad with Kyrie Irving. What they rookie. win twenty games or something? Some yeah, I think it was like twenty twenty one games, something like that. I mean, they're like they're all. T- time worst year and like you just have to you, you 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 just have to look at it as like the risk reward here and the reward is a championship so risk it all dude i mean there is no move right now there is nobody who i'm like well dude no we can't do it with kevin love trade kevin love dude can't trade trade isaiah thomas trade whoever you have available whatever tools you have in your chest right now now's the time to get the bat off the shoulder and swing it it's a it's a real shame that that isaiah thomas thing didn't work out a little bit better it is. it is. I mean, I know, like, I, I mean, I was kind of a naysayer on it. 
Um, in, 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 you know, people wanted to sell me on, well, he's like three-fourths of the player that Kyrie is. And he had been in Boston. Like, if you looked at his numbers yeah. in Boston, and so there was, you know, there were some decent points in that. It's just, what a shame that that ended up being because Kyrie, and I understand, dude, when a guy is like, dude, I'm having knee surgery if you don't trade me, right. then you got to move him. Right. You have to. I mean, I do think it's weird, and I find this to be interesting, is that LeBron takes hate over everything. Like, if he doesn't put up 40, guys hate on him, right? Right. He takes more hate than most athletes will ever have to deal with. He also had to deal with the social media era. A lot of people like to point this out. Michael never had to deal with it. Michael probably would have melted down a little bit more over it. He really, I mean, dude, Michael f- hates the crying Jordan thing. Like, that's how much he hates, like, being, you know, criticized and stuff like that. So, I, I do think it's weird, though, that for a media that salivates over just crushing LeBron over every single thing he does, that they have not made more of a deal of what the hell did you do to Kyrie Irving that he wanted to get away from you this bad? Like, I'm surprised for a media that wants to blame him for everything isn't hitting that more over the head. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess at this point, it's it's, a, it's easy. It's easy, but at the same point, it's it's a moot point. It's happened. It's in the past. Too I mean, far. like, what what it, what is there to gain from okay. that conversation? I guess other than like some web clicks, um, and and maybe to get your hatred of LeBron James out of your body. There, uh, the Cavs were in a no win situation with that, and they did what they had to do, and you rolled the dice. And I said it when it happened, and I'll stand firm to it. Um, the Cavs, as assembled with Kyrie Irving, are they better than the Cavs right now? Yeah, obviously seems that way, uh, but they still weren't going to be good enough to win that championship. So I'm glad that they did something. I'm glad that the team looks different, even if it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. I'd rather have you swing and strike out than let it pass you by. Couldn't I also not make the argument that if you kept Kyrie and he doesn't end up having the knee surgery and he ends up on the court that you maybe look worse now because he because of his attitude and he doesn't want to be here, doesn't want to play. Or he does have the knee surgery and he's not playing at all. Or he blows his knee out because he didn't have surgery on it. That's one of the things. And I'm not trying to. And when we traded Kyrie Irving, I, I, I tried to make the comment of like. Much like an ex-girlfriend, I'm not going to wish the worst for you. I'm just not going to check in on you. But I am. it blows my mind that any time Kyrie Irving as a Cavalier hit the ground, automatically my heart stopped. Dude, my heart stopped, and I was like, he's hurt, he's injured. He's Every time, yeah. Every time. Now he's out there playing in Boston, and the guy's goddamn Iron Man, and he just won't, and he's like playing on this bum knee, and I'm like, well, eventually he's going to have to get hurt. It's Kyrie Irving. It's, it's inevitable. And just, just Iron Man out there, dude. And it's just uh, it, it, mind-boggling to me. If I'm going to be honest, if I were not a Cavaliers fan, okay, and if I was not born and raised in Northeast Ohio the way I have been, that if I was, well, we can't make it Boston because then I would be biased on that way too. But let's say I lived in Oklahoma City okay. and, I, and I'm a Thunder fan, okay. right? So I'm in the Western Conference. To watch Kyrie Irving and the Celtics beat LeBron and the Cavs in the playoffs would be entertaining. There would be part of me that would be like, oh, 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 look at that, because of the storyline of it, right? So I got to imagine there's a lot of NBA fans in the league that feel that way right now. Yeah, I would assume so, and I, I mean that just goes back to LeBron being on top of the on top of the world. Everybody's waiting for you to get knocked off, didn't get, get knocked down a peg. I yeah, mean, when you're the best, that's what happens. Right, right. So I mean, like, yeah, I I, I think that's I if think that's the, if you're the league, I think you want that to happen too, right? Because the theory is nobody can beat Golden State, nobody can beat the Cavs. So at least you have new interest. In, in different things. Yeah, I mean, to have an Eastern Conference Championship that means something this year is obviously going to be a lot.
lot better. Um, I, I, I just don't, I, I mean, I, I don't see what the move is that can easily be done within the next two days that makes the Cavs that much better. I know there's talks about like, well, if you can get Kemba Walker in here and trade him for Isaiah Thomas and Nick Batum comes and, and, and how do things work out there? And uh, listen, you can, you can, you can throw a million different what if scenarios right now. I just know that as a Cavaliers fan, as somebody who who is who who's who's ride or die with this team, um, you gotta do something. I don't care if they suck next year. Try to win me a championship this year. When's the move more likely to be made? Today or tomorrow? Um, I would assume that things will probably start. I mean, it's it's it's, it's almost eight o'clock right now on the East Coast. I would assume things will start moving today. And once you see big pieces move, you'll start seeing other things happen. So I wouldn't be like surprised Tetris, if today, it'll start to fall. Right. Place. I wouldn't be surprised if today you start seeing more and more guys get moved around, and then you know things get you know within the next twenty four to forty eight hours, things get finished up. What's the most likely team that the Brooklyn pick is? Is interesting for like who who's most likely to want to trade us? I, I for that think pick? I think I think you can get Kemba Walker for that, and that's really where I stand. Of like, all right, well, if if, if this is because then you have an upgrade when it comes to the point guard position. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that's enough to make it. A championship contender, but it's a step in the right direction, in my opinion. So, yeah, I feel like Cavs and Hornets probably on the phone with each other. Today. Do you feel like the Cavs win out the East even the way they sit right now? Um, I think they can. I don't know if I'm going to say they do, but I think they certainly can. I stand firm to the to the fact of, of LeBron and four dudes can go win the Eastern Conference Championship. I do. I'm not like, I'm not, oh, dude, they suck so bad right now. They, they, they're they capable of being good. They're, they're capable of being great. They're just just not that right now. Yeah, I I think a little bit of this is regular season fatigue and we just don't want to play. And I think there is a little bit of that. I also think there are some real issues in the locker room. I do. I don't know where they are. I don't know where they come from. My guess is, dude, it all starts at the top. So my guess is, it is a little bit LeBron. I'm sure. I'm, and I've said before, and it, and actually, I didn't really say it. it. Was my buddy HJ who was like, dude, I'm telling you, man. I just think that guy wears you out. Like he's great. You're gonna win, but much like Nick Saban, like players run away from that or from that from that franchise, going, oh, thank God, that's over. Well, and I guess at that point, if that's what it is. I, I have to side with LeBron there. I mean, I understand that, like, well, you know, you're a tough person to work with. That's what I expect out of greatness. I don't expect that it's easy. I don't expect that I would just walk into Howard Stern's studio and he would be like, nah, dude, kick your feet back. Everything's fine. I expect it to be a tough situation. And, like, I, if, if, if that's what I'm going to fault on the side of, I'm okay with that. I am. Ideally, I'm with you. I just... Don't know. And again, I made this, you know, I made this point when we talked about this last time, which is we're paying role players in the NBA $120 million now that to expect them all to be ring hungry is crazy because it's just not a reality. It's just not who everybody, every person is. A lot of these dudes just want to make a bunch of money and not have to work at like a real gig. And I can't blame them for that either. But expecting them all to go in there and love the way LeBron does it because they have the same thirst for a championship that he does is unrealistic. It's not going to play out that way. And at some point, I think he may need to have to realize that. And he may have to like change his approach and realize that, dude, you're not talking to seventh graders. These are grown men, too. Why, do, why doesn't Tom Brady have to change that? Why doesn't Bill Belichick have to change that? Well... 
again, this is going to be a bad argument to make two days after they lost the Super Bowl, but when LeBron can be as dominant as Brady and can be as dominant as Bill Belichick, then he can act that way. But ultimately, dude, wh- look at what happened with the Malcolm Butler situation. That was Bre- that was Belichick being rigid, and they lost the Super Bowl partially because of it. I don't know if you can make it all about Malcolm Butler. It's the ultimate team sport. But at the end of the day, I think that's why Belichick is also like gearing down towards the retiring, is because, dude, his way of doing it is no longer posh. It's no longer cool. If any other coach treated the media the way Bill Belichick did, they would be thrown. Dude, teams would have to fire them. There would be a statement released. But because of the greatness, the domination that they have have dominated, LeBron has not done that. He has won championships. He has not dominated the NBA the way Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have. He does not have, I mean, dude, he's got three championships, and I know they only have the five. But it is different. And, dude, their system seems to work. That's what I'll say. It works. Now, they lost the other night. You're going to lose games. It is going to happen. But ultimately, overall, for the run of it, it works. Right now, LeBron's system is not working. So maybe, dude, you have to change your approach and find a system that works. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have Kid Rock tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. Around 8.30 is when you'll have those. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Uh, another show I just saw the Q announce, actually, is the Eagles in October. Really? I'm a big fan, so I kind of want to go to that. Although Glenn Fry is dead, and I'm looking at this photo, and I don't know. It, this almost looks like Glenn Fry's kid, and so maybe that's what they did here. I don't know. Maybe it just looks like him. I don't know. I haven't read into that. I'd be interested because, I mean, Don Henley has always been the big voice of that band, but Glenn sang a ton of that catalog, so it's not exactly easy to replace that guy. I'd be interested to find out how they do that, but I would be, uh, I will always be interested to go see the Eagles. I love that band. So something that I told you would happen, happened, and then people found out it happened and then sent me the article a thousand times yesterday because I've been talking about how the NFL ratings ultimately are fine. As a matter of fact, I keep hammering this point home. Attendance at the parks has been up. Stadiums, attendance was up last year. Pro Bowl rating up from last year. That I maintain that overall that the NFL is sound. They're fine. As a matter of fact, Fox just paid $2 billion to continue their Sunday rights and then add the Thursday night game, the game most NFL fans will tell you is their least favorite of the week. Still worth $2 billion for Fox Sports to carry it. Why? Because there's money to be made because the eyeballs will be on the screens. That I understand that some people, yes, are boycotting the NFL, but I don't believe that your boycott is necessarily felt right now by the league. Will it? One day? Maybe. If you continue, could it? Sure. Thus far, thus far, I don't think it's really done much. I just don't. Okay? But the numbers are in on the Super Bowl. It had an overnight rating of 47.4. That's down about 3% from last year. Now, I told you before Super Bowl Sunday that the ratings would be strong yet down from years prior. And I told you that that would happen because most people were like me, assuming Tom Brady and the Patriots were going to roll the Philadelphia Eagles. You didn't necessarily feel that le- that way last year with Atlanta. Because they had Matt Ryan, they have Julio Jones, they have some stuff there where you felt like where Nick Foles had been a backup quarterback. And so what most people thought is backup quarterback going against Brady and the hoodie, they're going to get smoked. 
That was conventional wisdom. And so I told you to expect a minimal ratings dip. Now, what people want to highlight is it's the lowest since 2009. Okay, again, before last year, the NFL had been coming off all-time highs two years in a row. Meaning the first year had an all-time high, came back over the next year, and then went over top of that. You're going to take a slide at some point. But I cannot attribute this to angry fans boycotting the NFL. You know what that would mean? It would mean that the people who boycotted the NFL are the same people in the Nielsen rating study. That would be a little unlikely. Could it happen? Sure. Possibility? Yes. Plausible? Not all that much. Not to ha- not to cause the dip. I mean, definitely at the end of the day, the NFL still dominates live television rankings. There's no doubt about it. Like, it's not even close. And, Nothing even comes close. And it's from what I saw, I think this was still a top 10 most watched television program of all time, That's even though it was, it was down considerably. So, like, if you can still, if you can be down considerably, or be down and still put up a top 10 most watched program of all time, I feel like you're probably in a decent place right there. Now, I, 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 I'll I, say I think the NFL, and I have thought the NFL, has had a perfect storm brewing against it for quite a while now. You have to remember, like, yeah, you're pissed off that, you know, that, that, that athletes kneeled during the national anthem. There were people protesting the Super Bowl yesterday because Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. There are people who are not watching football now because they don't want to show their kids because they don't want their kids to play because they don't want their kids to get brain trauma right there. So like you throw all that in with like coming off of record highs and oversaturated market when it comes to the NFL product. Um, do they have things to be concerned about? Sure. Are they concerned about your protests, about you saying I'm never watching the NFL again? Not no, even close. No, they don't. Not even they close. Don't. No. I, I, dude, I've been beating this drum since day one. If it had been working, there would be advertisers running away from the NFL, and the people who are telling you that the protests are taking down the NFL would be touting said list. There is no list. When you, this is when I'll be concerned for the NFL. When one, one blue chip advertiser leaves. As a matter of fact, one did during the season, remember? One did. It affected their business so negatively they had to run back and beg to be put back on the schedule. Guys, if that doesn't tell you, when a major pizza chain has to turn face, do a 180, and run back to the league and beg to be put back on the schedule, they begged, by the way, begged. That tells you how strong that brand is. Do nothing rivals the NFL. Now, here's what I will tell the NFL, though. There was a time where that was true about baseball. And before that, there was a time where it was true about golf. Pride cometh before the fall, so you got to make sure you're staying aware of what the issues around your league are and what the issues with some of your fans are. Would totally agree with that. But as of right now, the NFL is as sound as it's ever been. The NFL, at the end of the day, will have this all in our rearview mirrors by the time the XFL rolls out. This offseason, something will happen, and I know there will still be some pushback next year of like, oh, well, but by the time 2020 rolls around, this is all past conversation. A guy here is telling me maybe it's because it was the two teams that never knelt during the regular season. The Patriots did kneel during the regular season. We looked it up. They had about 14 players do it one week for sure, at least I know. 
because I saw the photos of that. So if I, my guess is if they did it one week, they did it another week. Also, you got multiple guys on the Eagles saying they're not going to the White House. One of them, Chris Long, a white guy. So my guess is, dude, if, they're, if that's their feeling, then they probably knelt at some point during the season, too. I can't make the claim either way on the Eagles because I don't know. I didn't watch enough of their games all year. But my guess is, dude, some of this rating slide was Brady fatigue. Another guy here who has claimed, again, this is coming from Twitter, who claims he has been boycotting the NFL, says, and this is a good point, he said, I think they did a bad job of letting people know it started at 6.30. And he's right. We both thought it started at 8 o'clock. So maybe they did do a poor job of that. And I also think maybe there were some people who stayed away from it because you felt like the players were going to do something that were going to annoy you, and it, and it turned out they didn't. They did not. There were a couple of guys who kneeled during America the Beautiful, but it was like a non-story, and it's like, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of pushed aside. But this, this, this whole thing, I knew this was going to happen. When I saw that story, I was like, people are, are going to hit me over the head with this in my inbox all day, going, see, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's a 3% drop. It's not like things fell off a cliff. When protests work, it's like, oh, it's noticeable. You don't have to sift through the data and go, well, maybe this 0.5% was that, and maybe this 0.5% was this. When they really work, there's no denying it. This has not worked. And I'll tell you why. And it's because, this is what I always say about the human being. We don't really have it in us to stick all the way out. And what I think happens is I think people go online, and I think people tell their friends, yeah, I'm not watching I don't consume NFL. I don't do this. As a matter of fact, there's a guy who listens to us every morning. Tweets in every day. Tells me all the time how he's never going to watch another NFL game. Yet Sunday night, was interacting with all my tweets throughout the Super Bowl. So, dude, you're still consuming football. Okay, you might not watch the broadcast, but guess what? You don't have a Nielsen box in your house anyway, so they were never going to know if you were watching it or not. It's not an exact science ratings. You have to be in the study. And so I just think, guys, at the end of the day, this thing is one of these things where you want to believe it's true because you hate athletes so much for expressing their opinion, but it's not true. And that I could attribute a 3% drop in the NFL rating of the Super Bowl to Patriots and Brady fatigue and the fact that it was a backup quarterback and nobody gave that kid a shot. It was David versus Goliath. Now, David won that fight, and so did the Eagles. But going into it, everybody thought Goliath was the lock. And so I think there was a little bit of that. I would attribute maybe 0.5% of this slide to the protest. But again, which protest? The protest of people against the kneeling? The protest against people who feel like Kaepernick should still have a job? Which protest was it? Fine, it was the protest that did the 3%. You going to give credit to the people who were protesting because Kaepernick doesn't have a job for bringing down the rating? If they don't get credit for helping bringing down the rating, then neither do you. More Stansberry Show and Kid Rock tickets right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry. And his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. What's going on, guys? You got Stansberry here. One of my least favorite things in life is being told no. I'm sure nobody loves it, but I particularly do not like it. And when I needed a car last year, I was convinced that my credit score was going to force me to have to nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. We have Kid Rock tickets. He's playing the queue on the 24th of February. We'll get you into that here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Before the break, we were talking Super Bowl rating, and a guy hit me up and said, Yo, dude, uh, with Nick Foles playing the way he did, there's a lot of talk about, you know, that the... 
the Eagles may move off of him. They may have to do something with him after next year or whatever. They may look to trade. His value is never going to be higher than it is right now. So what do we do here? And there's talk maybe that the Browns may be interested in one Mr. Nick Foles. And I was asked my opinion. And so I'm going to give it to you. Um, I told everyone that when they moved up in the draft to take Carson Wentz, that they had a much more NFL playoff-ready roster than the Browns had and were much more ready to take a quarterback. And everybody told me I was wrong. And yet, when you look at that game last night, or the other night, Sunday night, that offensive line looked like an actual second-best offensive line in the NFL, not what I was told the Browns were going to have on paper, where it actually leaked like a sieve. They actually had a great offensive line. They actually have wideouts that can catch the ball. They got two pretty good running backs. Oh, and by the way, the defense isn't that bad. Now, nobody really plays defense in the NFL anymore. I mean, I know Brady put up whatever, 33 or whatever it was, and you needed 41 to win. So defense isn't necessarily a premium in the NFL. That's why I keep saying, dude, don't hire defensive coaches. What are you doing? The league doesn't even value that side of the ball anymore. Stay away from them, dudes. Keep Jeff Fisher as far away from here as humanly possible. I don't want that dude anywhere near here. Right? But I told everybody that if you would have drafted Wentz, you look more like the Detroit Lions than you do like the Philadelphia Eagles because Philadelphia has a roster. So do I think Nick Foles comes here and looks the way he did Sunday night? No, I don't. Is he better than what you have under center right now? Yes, he probably is. And you're going to overpay for a quarterback. I don't care who it is. You're going to overpay. That's that's the market now. Guys like Kirk Cousins are getting like like close to $40 million. Now, I would pay Kirk Cousins right now. I absolutely would. Because what do you get? You've seen what happens when you are lost at sea at the quarterback position. You've seen. At least if you have one, you're somewhat viable. So I know that that shoots a hole in my boat. We should have probably taken Wentz. I was a little weary of a $20 million quarterback when our roster was filled with juniors from high school. Like, dude, some of these kids that play dude, at McKinley or Maslin are probably better or will be better in the future. Dude, this roster is not great. And so do I think Nick Foles can do what he did the other night behind center for the Cleveland Browns? I do not. I do not think he's that guy. I don't think he's like that transformative. But yeah, if you put him in the driver's seat of a Ferrari, can he get it to go 100? Probably. So build him a Ferrari and then go get him? Maybe. Now you got the picks next year to do some things. But Fantone always makes this argument, and he's probably right. Getting younger is probably not going to make you all that much better in the NFL. You need men. You need grown men. What is, dude, again, we'll go back to the hoodie. We'll go back to Belichick. What's he do? He robs average teams of great players because he's already seen those dudes in NFL situations. And that's why, honestly, I thought Dorsey, what he was going to do, and he still might, is go get you a veteran to play the play the position of quarterback and trade a bunch of uh, away a bunch of these picks and go get guys to get traded here who wouldn't necessarily sign here as a free agent and build you an NFL roster full of NFL-ready players. And come draft time, that may happen. You may see a lot of those picks, what is it, 13 of them? You may see a lot of them fly off the board and turn into linebackers, turn into offensive linemen who are already in the league because that's the way smart teams do it. You may see that, but I don't think Nick Foles... Now, I don't think he's a bum. I'm not going to be one of those guys. I'm not going to go hyperbole on you. But does Nick Foles turn you into an 11-win team next year because he's that great of quarterback? I don't buy that. It's the ultimate team sport. Is there any quarterback that would do that with the Browns? I don't know. 
so with that being said, I I, I, I I agree with you that like yes, obviously the Eagles are a lot better than the Cleveland Browns. Um but you can't wait anymore, man. I mean, I understand the logic of, well, you don't want to take somebody, but you no, can't wait. No, we screwed you it up. Wait. You got to take a you guy. You can't wait. No, you got to take a guy. And here's what I do worry about, is that we should have done it when I said we shouldn't, and we should have done it with Wentz. Although, dude, now look with the injury prone, the way he plays, you may see that coming down the road. Is he going to come back from this injury? Who knows? Right? I worry that none of these guys are going to be as good as promised. So I worry about that. But you got to get the bat off your shoulder now at this point. You have to swing. I still think a veteran quarterback's coming. I still think it probably will be Kirk Cousins. I know people are going to say, what did he say? He said he wants to go someplace where they're going to win. What did you think he was going to say? Send me to the worst team humanly possible. At the end of the day, do you know what these guys really care about? The bottom line. That's what they really care about. They understand. they got a short window to make this money. So you pay them the money and they're going to come play. I just... If you work out the right trade, Kirk Cousins will come here. And I have been saying this about him where I think he's probably a B-plus franchise quarterback. I'm not sure he's even in the A category. There's only going to be about a handful of those guys. But that chip on the shoulder, being franchise tagged multiple times, Washington bringing in guys, nobody thinks he's the guy, he does think he's the guy, this and that. And that I think that that chip can turn into dedication and can turn into wins. And so far, he kind of seems to be one of those, where he's out to prove you wrong, and Brady has that. Brady's constantly trying to show you he's not really a sixth-round pick. Now, I know, they lost the other night. Which, by the way, I saw this argument this morning that Brady tarnished his image the other night by losing that game. What? Guys, he threw for over 500 yards. He had the better game. He had a better game than Nick Foles did. He just had a defense that gave up 41 points. They stop anybody in that whole game, and that game's completely different. You want to blame anybody today for that Super Bowl loss, it's the Patriots' defense, which is a little alarming when you think about the fact that Bill Belichick is a defensive head coach. That's a little alarming. But Brady tarnished his image by throwing over 505 yards, three touchdowns, no picks? What, because of a strip sack? Because Nick Foles beat up on a, on a, on a, on a hole-ridden defense? That, that tarnishes Brady's legacy? Dude, the way we argue about sports in this country is lopsided. It's crazy. Throws for 500 and some yards in a Super Bowl at 40 years old, and it tarnished his legacy? <laughs> Guys, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. We have Kid Rock tickets. He's playing the 24th at the queue. We'll take caller 15, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on. The Stansbury Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com is a clarification of a story already covered on this program this morning. Doritos, Pepsi coming out and saying they are not, not making a female version of the Doritos. They say we already have a female version of Doritos. They're called Doritos. They're enjoyed by millions of people every day. We know needs and preferences continue to evolve, and we're always looking for new ways to engage and delight our consumers. She says, I did plainly stereotype women. This is the CEO now. And social media is still not happy about those comments. 
Shocker. <laughs> Who would have guessed that social media not happy with yeah. that? Who would ever guess? But apparently, they, like this is not necessarily a full-blown female thing that she had made a statement that's saying, yes, in her opinion, I should clarify that, that females don't want to crunch loudly in public, so they're looking for a reduced crunch thing, which, again, I think is part of the attraction of said snack, right? Like the snap sound, like it's it's all part of it. Yeah, but the guy made a good point when you're sitting there watching something and you're crunching really loud or the person next to you is crunching really loud and you're like, God, I can't hear. When I saw that posted, it made me so happy and relieved because I thought my entire life that I was the only person that that was happening to. That because I was such a disgusting, gluttonous, tub person that only I was unable to hear over my chewing. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't pat yourself on the back too hard there. Uh, but hey, Well, if I could reach my back, I might pat there's, there's, there's a market for this product, for a quieter Dorito, for a cleaner Dorito. You just don't have to market it exclusively to women. Make it. I, dude, I'll probably buy it. Dude, a guy down the hallway. Yeah. His name is Keith Kennedy. 98.1. Yeah, he's the host of Mornings at 98.1. 98.1. He tried to make the argument. I was like walking. I, I went to the bathroom and I was yeah. like, his show was on in the hallway, which I don't know why, but it was. And uh, I, I ended up hearing him say, dude, that he, you know, because he's a grown up, does not lick Doritos dust off his fingers. Liar. 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 What are you talking about, dude? First of all, first of all, that guy has all sorts of dust on his fingers, dude. He's got Doritos dust. He's got Cheetos okay. dust. That dude is just a nonstop consumption machine. If I said to you. That at your office where you work, that your boss has a mini fridge in his office where he keeps ho-hos on the chill down in there. Does that person, given the fact that dude, he has, dude, nothing else is in that fridge but ho-hos. That's it. No packed lunch from home. Nothing. It's ho-hos. That if I told you that that was true, that that person probably licks Doritos dust off their fingers. 100 percent yes. dude this guy eats and dude his fingers are made out of jimmy dean sausages dude yeah what are you telling me it's dude the guy's made out of breakfast ham what do you of course he's sucking on his finger i was once on a couch eating cool ranch doritos and i had a girlfriend grab my hand and lick like the dust off of my finger and i was like oh well that's kind of weird i was gonna say it was, was probably like, a little erotic as well well yeah that led into sex sure. that led Sure. That led to sex right there on the couch. But there was a little bit of it. I was like, well, I don't do to my shit. I'd be turned down or grossed out right now. So is, is he saying that he's too much of an adult to lick his fingers? Or is it that like he eats Doritos in a, in a, in a, in a, in a less messy fashion? Was he eating with a fork and knife? What is he talking about? I, I don't know. He, was, saying, he just goes and washes his hands immediately after Dorito consumption? Like I, Now, here's the thing. You do not, I feel like that's end of meal activity. Like, end of bag activities licking the fingertips. You can't lick and then go back in the bag. No, I mean... Can't do that. At the end of the day, you're putting your gross-ass fingers into the bag anyway. I don't know if licking them is really going to make that much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? cleaner. Right. If anything, you're probably removing some of the fecal matter off of your fingers right there. Oh, my God, dude. Didn't need it. But but there is no way that chubby little son of a a gun down there is not licking his fingers off. Unless unless everything is he putting a glove on? What is he doing? What is he talking about? Oh, all dainty like Michael Jackson. Now, why doesn't Doritos do that? Like you come, you buy a bag of Doritos and you get like a little glove on the side, and that way you're not getting Dorito finger. Okay, these are all good ideas, dude. I feel like there's a market for all this stuff, like finger condoms. Yeah, yeah, you dude, you could get those little finger condoms since you're only using like probably two, three of your fingers to really like you know shovel down the Doritos there. 
Yeah, thumb, yeah, thumb index, thumb, middle. Middle. You'd probably be all right. You can do the Dorito damage right there. I had to look at my hand and go, what's that finger called again? What's that finger called again? What, what's finger what called is, again? This? is that the index? Um. So 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 this product still exists. They're doing it, and they're I just think, not marking it at all. I think they're doing it, but it's not necessarily for for women. I think the I think the online backlash has them backpedaling a little bit here. When you have to call the PR department to clarify the statement, they're backpedaling. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, the CEO would have just come out and did what she had to do there. There's another story here that I think, and I, I'll be honest with you, did not read a lot about this. Okay. Okay? So I don't know the science behind it Okay. or, or anything, but I just think this is one of these things you'll see passed around all day today and a little bit yesterday that people want to believe is true. Well, and that's good because if you don't know the science behind it, those people don't know the science behind it, which I'm willing to bet whatever this story is, there is no science behind it. Like I'm, I'm just going to bet a dollar here, but well, okay. But a stem cell research team from Yokohama National University in Japan, I believe, used a simple method to regrow some hair on mice by using a silicone that's added to McDonald's french fries to stop cooking oil from frothing. Okay. So now this turns into the headline, McDonald's fries cures uh, baldness. Okay, okay. Like that turns into this headline, which of course people are going to believe. Yes, people will read that. People will think like, you know what, dude? They're welcome, not th- welcome, uh, welcome to fake news, people. Not that bad for me. They're not that bad for me. Welcome to fake news. Um, uh, See, fake news, how, how it happens, how, fake news. How, how would you believe this? If you're an adult in America right now and you're thinking to yourself, like, man, I'm losing a little bit of hair right now. And like, dude, I, you know, I, your boy's got a widow's peak and I wish I could take care of that. I wish there was something. But reading a headline that says McDonald's fries is going to take care of that. I know my, I know enough to be like, no, that is not possible. What, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. I mean, guys, wouldn't it have already happened? Like, wouldn't like, we have already seen it? Wouldn't we just be the most full-headed sons of bitches walking around on the face of God's green earth just because we're sucking down so many McDonald's fries? Billions and billions served. I've, so, I've said this before, though. There are certain things that if you promise people a cure for, you'll always make money. Now, McDonald's didn't promise you this cure. No. They're just saying this, you know, some scientists found that this silicone in this thing right. may do this, right? But if you sell, if you put a product on the market, tell women you'll lose weight, right. men you'll grow your hair, right. or men you'll fix your erection, or maybe even larger penis, you'll never go broke selling those products. Because people want to believe this stuff. I, I I know there's got to be desperation with baldness. I know there does, dude. I mean, it has to be emasculating. It has to be like you have. Isn't to- it? Didn't they find out now though that we should look at it the other way because it's actually you have so much testosterone uh, that, that you're burning your your follicles off. Just just hearing that. Is, I mean, doesn't I that mean you have a strong D? I don't know if that's going to be enough to make somebody who's losing their hair in clumps coming out every morning. Like, what are you oh, going to do? Okay. Post that article in everybody's right, face? Right, right, right. No, I'm not old, but like it is, dude. It's one of those things that I'm sure you feel old. I'm sure you feel weaker. I'm sure you feel like the younger generation's coming up on you, and you're just some old man with. Sure. No hair left in your head. But guys, come on. Let's use a little bit of reasoning before we start dumping McDonald's fries on us. You know, this is much like, if your bedroom's messy, you might be a genius. And it's like, no, dude. A genius happened to have his office be messy. (laughs) I I don't necessarily think that those things are necessarily related. But again, man, people just want to believe things. It's hope. As a matter of fact, I I was watching a podcast last night. And they were talking about how, like, much before the lottery had happened, that number running 
was huge in like Brooklyn and like New York neighborhoods, right? And one of the guys that was on the podcast was talking about, he's like, it's that immigrant mentality, dude, where it's like what you were doing, you, they didn't look at it as gambling. They looked at it as buying a ticket for hope that you might win a thousand dollars off of two bucks and you could buy a new refrigerator, buy a stove. And in 1967, dude, a thousand dollars, if you had two kids, went a far away and that you were selling people hope. That's why those people got to start listening to Rock 106.9. I feel like I heard a radio. We're giving away $1,000 all the freaking time. We'll send you out to L.A., dude. We don't care. Actually, we'll we, we are sending you out to Los Angeles, a trip for two, to the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards. That is next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Here momentarily, you'll get your keyword here. We are going to start New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. Uh, you're getting new Mastodon today, new A Perfect Circle, new Three Days Grace. We decided to go primarily all rock format today, except, however, we do have a local submission from a local rapper out of the Perry area. Usually it's so tough for us to find one decent rock track, so the fact that we had three today, why not roll with it? Yeah. An all rock edition right there. You have Mastodon's new one, Toe to Toes. I like Mastodon a lot. They're a band I really like. Yeah, they're really good at what they do. A lot of their fans felt like they sold out on this last record. And they won a Grammy, so they probably did. chaotic sounding yeah i'm already a little uninterested if i'm being honest yeah i mean like all that uh, guitar or whatever that is in the background it just it's taking away from like what the dude's saying here. i have this record the label sent it to me when it first came out right. and uh, i don't remember hearing this song on it Definitely softened their sound. There's no doubt. They definitely softened it a little bit. Yeah, but they didn't like make it commercial sounding. Like, if this is your attempt at a hit, uh, come on, guys. Like, yeah, this is not a hit record. No, not even in, in the realm of it. This is all pretty cool. Like, all right. Yeah, it's but- cool enough. Very 
very Ozzy sounding in this part. Yeah, that's true. It does yeah. sound like Ozzy a little bit. That's cool right there. Very forgettable. Yeah, if this is your first exposure to Mastodon, so- sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to do this to you. Yeah, I, um, I'll be honest with you. I already want it over. Like, I already wish the song was over. gotta admit dude this is a far away away from oblivion yes like it's a far cry away from oblivion not organized at all dude it's just going from one thing to the other and just like there's no transition not very well put together I like this band a lot, but Yeesh. yeah, like I'm just sitting here waiting for it to be over. Yeah. All right, fans, don't give me the vote there. New Mastodon, toe to toes. It's a turn. I feel bad, man. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted this to be a good song. I wanted to like New Mastodon, and, and that was just a bad offering right there from them. That's 100 percent a turn. Yeah, that was a huge swing and a massive miss. That New Mastodon total turd. It's a turn. We'll take a listen to the new Perfect Circle. Talk, talk. Next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Awards now. Text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCKY to 200-200. New Mastodon toe-to-toes. We voted that a turn. Mm. It's because it was. Mm. Wow. Song was a big, huge swing and a miss. You had people trying to stick up for it online. There, oh, people, yeah. oh yes, dude, right here's the thing. idiots. No, no, dude, because I'm a Mastodon fan and I'm a Clutch fan. It's like, dude, these two bands. Everybody in the world feels like they just gotta like carry the battle flag into like the battle for these two bands because they don't get the respect they deserve. Now, I would admit, I don't think Clutch gets the respect they deserve. However, that band, even though they're one of my favorites, I was wearing the hoodie yesterday. That band's got no business being anywhere near the radio. They've gone out of their way to be as unradio friendly as humanly possible. Having talked with the band after shows at venues where they've played, they have no interest in that. I think both those bands get plenty of respect. Now, are they the most popular things in the world? No, but like that's okay. I would like, argue they get more respect because yeah. of the fact that they're not like 
radio artists. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure those dudes were okay with it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure those dudes are very happy with the with the with the lane that they've kind of made for themselves. But so. their fans feel like they just got to fight everybody because you don't get it. And here's what's really annoying: like the moment a Mastodon fan turns non Mastodon fans into fans, you know what they'll say? Oh, band sold out. Oh Bear yeah, sold out. oh dude! If 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 that song would have been a smash, dude! If that Mastodon song we just would have played, and we would have been like, dude, add it right now! I can't believe it's, it. it. Change the sound. It's the argument that Jason Newstead always made about Metallica, which is, do we sell out? You're goddamn right. Every night we play, we sell out. And also, he said, dude, the we didn't go to the masses. The masses came to us. And sometimes that does happen. Now, Metallica did soften their sound. Let's not argue that. And the Black Album. But that album was fantastic. It was stocked full of hits. And it's one of the albums I'll always go back to and argue for music producers. You take Bob Rock away from Metallica, what happens then? If you're too cool for the Black Album, you're too cool for me. I would agree. I mean, like, I'm I would sorry, agree. I'm not cool enough for you. I, I would agree. I would agree. It's, I would totally agree. We have a another band here I really like. A Perfect Circle was actually my favorite show I went and saw last uh, last year. Uh, they played CSU and they were awesome. They did the no phone thing and it made the show so much better. As a matter of fact, Dave Chappelle's now doing this thing where you go see him and they give you a bag. You put your phone in the bag, it closes, you get to keep it, and it won't unlock until the end until you leave the show. It's such a smart idea because more and more artists are getting worried about you filming things and going, see, this is inappropriate and posting it. Or like the fact that you're spending more time on Twitter or taking pictures of them versus enjoying the show. A perfect circle didn't let you use your phone. It was one of the best shows. I went to all last year. I absolutely loved it. Their new song is called Talk Talk. Let's take a listen. Now, you're not a fan. Not a fan, dude. Not a fan of Perfect Circle. Not a fan of really any of the uh, of the Maynard projects. You had once said to me early on when we first met that one of the things that you... Um, about Tool for you is that they were just a little bit too much like Rush. And I thought it was such a great analogy because they are very much a rush type band all about how good they are long songs um, about weird things and it's about the musicianship of the band but this is a perfect circle talk talk I just think Maynard sounds cool I don't deny the talent of the guy it's just not for me I can get that. On Cake in a crisis? I could have swore he said like cake and a crisis. Oh, well, dude, if you're going through something like traumatic in life and all of a sudden somebody offers you a piece of cake, what are you going to do? Say no to that? Of course you're not. I mean, I would not take cake <laughs> in a crisis. He 
He is pretentious as hell, though. Oh, undeniable. I love him, but he is pretentious as hell. Sometimes I feel like he'll be more concerned about making a song sound weird than, than making good. it good. I would agree. Yeah, and he that's does part do that. of my problem. Okay. That's a, that's a legit knock. Okay, so this is obviously a poke at people who pretend to be moralistic and yet talk the talk but don't walk it, right? Because he's telling me people try to walk like Jesus. I, I would imagine that he's taking issue with people who pretend to be the moral authority and that secretly behind closed doors, they're not all that Christian-like. I'm guessing that's, those, that's what is, is happening here. usually have a girl singer in it is that the thing with a perfect circle or is this uh, i mean he has used her in the past i don't think it's a standard okay okay Knew a perfect circle. I just feel like he's trying to say Jesus as many times right. to like stick like like he's just trying to stick a thorn in the side of of religious people. I feel like, and I get it, but it's like, dude, come on! Isn't I was gonna that, say isn't that, that a new move? Isn't that act tired? Like, isn't it tired? Yes, but I mean, like, aren't all the weird guitars and sub vocals tired too? Like, this is how you make your this is how you make your name. This is your brand. This is who you are. And I guess stick with what got you to the party, I suppose. But I don't know. This is falling flat on me.
problem with the perfect circle is that they're really good, but Chevelle took what they did and made it more palatable and made it more mass appeal. And so at this point, dude, Chevelle's almost better. But they were a complete a perfect circle ripoff fan. That's all Chevelle did was rip off a perfect circle. But they did it really, really well. And so that's my problem with the perfect circle now where it's like, dude, somebody stole your gimmick and kind of like moved it downfield. But there's new a perfect circle. Talk, talk, Fantone. Give me the vote there. It's a turn. Yeah, everything I don't like about a perfect circle was on full display right there. Um, I, somebody tweeted in and was like, well, they don't sound anything like Rush. And I wasn't saying that they sound comparable. A lot of similarities between the two oh, bands. I, I think I think people are wrong on that. I, I think they do sound similar. I think if you go back and you really listen to Sober, that you can hear a lot of Rush in that. And I think the major thing that makes those two bands very similar is it's all built around a very very talented drummer and a singer with an interesting voice. Danny Carey is far and away the star of Rush, or I'm sorry, Tool. His drumming is far and away the star of that band. If you take Danny Carey out of Tool, they sound completely different and they're nowhere near as good. So I think very much like Rush. You take Neil uh, Peart, I believe is how you say that. If you take him out of that band, they're a completely separate band. They're entirely, it's all based around that rhythm section. And much like Tool, it's very, very similar. The vocals don't sound the same, but they musically, I feel like the bands are much more close than they are apart. What did you think of that song? That song was a turd. It's a turd. As a huge fan of Maynard, both his pro- all three of his projects, as a matter of fact, his wine's actually really good, too, so that's four of them. That song was bad. We have new Three Days Grace, The Mountain, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Well, you know it's February, right? I do. You know what that means? I do not. It is the month of love is at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. Yeah, it's the month of love. So they're bringing out their heart-shaped donuts to celebrate. They have the vanilla truffle donut. Now, personally, I like the brownie batter donut. Ooh. Take pieces of brownie, crumble it up, put it on top of a heart-shaped donut. Yeah, it's going to be good. Cupid has his own choice donut with pink and white sprinkles for a little extra love there. You know what you should do? You should grab a dozen and spread the love here at the office, Phantom. That's Funny. what you should do. Uh, dude, it's a smart idea. Yeah. Donuts are friend, Dude, they're friendly for everybody. They are. Like, nobody's anti-donut. Nobody. You know what I mean? Everybody likes the donuts. I, uh, dude, I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Like, that's my thing. Dude, donuts are great, but, dude, their coffee is so freaking good. Now that they built that new one right yeah. up here by the radio station, I yeah. use it all the time in the morning on my way in because it's open, it's right there, and I'm with you. Like, dude, I love you. You give me their coffee with cream and sugar in it. Right. Like, I actually buy their coffee creamer at the store because I just like that the, the way that tastes. But, yeah, man, it's the month of love all February long at Dunkin' Donuts. There it is. America runs on Dunkin'. Price, and, parta- uh, price and participation may vary. Ding. Limited time offer there. All right. So we will uh, continue with New Tour Tuesday. Okay. We already played you the new Mastodon. Mm-hmm. We uh, both did not like that. We played you the new Perfect Circle. We both did not like that. And now we have New Three Days Grace, The Mountain. Fingers crossed. This one turns out not a turd, right? Yeah, we, I mean, it'd be cool to have one good one. Now they're on another new singer, right? Or I mean, I, 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 you know, I said that wrong. They're on a new singer versus Adam, who was the original lead singer, who then went out and started. I mean, wasn't he the My Darkest Days dude? Yeah, or he kind of left and did one of those things. Or, yeah, he was in another band. or one of one right. of those things, Skillet or somebody or whatever. But um, this is a this is a newer singer, from what I understand. Just knows what they do, 
let's not deviate. Let's just stay right down the middle. We'll give him I hate everything about you, number 14, and we'll just stick with our system. Not a bad plan. Yeah, kind of kicked in pretty cool there. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Another night I'm barely holding on. One step away from being dead and gone. In my life to die another day. Is this life that I've been living all that's meant for me? Every day I'm just surviving. Keep climbing the mountain. Everyone I feel like dying. Keep climbing the mountain. There's this weird thing happening in rock music now where they're all turning into motivational speakers. Oh, yeah. They're all turning into Gary Vee. Well, dude, I mean, 2018, it's like you've talked about this in the past where it's like, dude, angst isn't nearly as as profitable as it once was. Nowhere near, yeah. And to to be that song of like, you know. Anthemic. Yes, to have like, all right, you can. Go chase the day. Right, go chase the day. Go win the game. Do all those different things. I mean. Gary Vee, crushing it. Where else else are you going to make your money? Um, And by the way, this is now the old singer of My Darkest Days singing, Adam, the old singer of Three Days Grace, is now in St. Uh, Estonia. Ah, that's this, right. This okay. guy is the, is the singer formerly From, of My Darkest Days. Okay, that's yep. right. I had it I had it backwards. Okay. He sounds close enough. Throw the guy from Pop Evil in there next. Who cares? Well, whatever. <laughs> it is a very interchangeable rock scene. They don't play this at Planet Fitness or any other gym in the world. I mean, dude, that's just it's the perfect gym song.
there you have new Three Days Grace. The song is called The Mountain. Fantone, give me your vote there, buddy. Not a turd! Yeah. I didn't particularly love it. I'm not like, hey, man, that's the new jam that's going to be bumping out of my car. But at the same time, more than good enough for what rock music usually uh, presents us. And today certainly was an example of that. Um, and it, it, it's got its spot. You're right. If that's not on your gym playlist, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's where it's Oh, it's the perfect workout song. Yeah. I uh, Now, here's the thing. Like, I, I wanted to vote that way. I wanted to vote exactly the way you did. But I'm suspicious that I want to vote that way because of how much I did not like the Mastodon and how much I did not like A Perfect Circle, and I'm stacking it too close next to those two songs. But if I vote on it solely standing on its own, it's half a turd. (laughs) It's half a turd. Yeah, I didn't love it, I uh, and and I think it could have been better, but it wasn't like the worst thing I ever heard. It was definitely the best of the three rock songs we had for you this morning. I would agree with that, so I'm going to go with half a turd. James is a listener of ours who listens pretty much religiously every day, tweets in a lot. Um, and he has a son, uh, high school age, who's attempting to be a, uh, well, a lyricist, rapper, if you will. Is that what they're calling them? MC. MCs. Uh, well, they used to be lyricists okay. back in the day. Okay. I, uh, an MC, if you will, um, apparently is close to the Perry situation. I'm not sure exactly that's where he, where he goes to high school, but he was close with one of the students uh, that took their life. He wrote a song about it called Falling, and we have that for you. I can only imagine being one of these students and trying to like deal with the emotion of all this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you had to know artistic students close to the situation were going to look to have that pour out. Especially at 16 when you just, everything's so emotional. Everything's such a big deal. How and do then, you express yourself? And then you get punched in the face with something that is a big deal. Something that is, you know, very serious. And like, I can't be surprised at all that kids are trying to express Yeah, themselves. I would imagine. Yeah, it's gonna, it's a natural thing. There's some mixing issues there, but again, we always tell you about local artists. You got to give yeah. them a break on that. I mean, dude's in his bathroom right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like recording, so. I'm falling, yeah, I'm falling. I need you right now, shorty. My mind is racing slowly. My first thought is he doesn't necessarily sound like a young kid. Now, I don't know if that's filter. I don't know how that happens, but. Doing a good job of laying bare. short okay all right there's uh there's local artist gavin near the uh, perry area is where i believe that has uh has come out of uh his dad reached out 
James, who's a pretty dedicated listener of ours. We enjoy having him uh, in the 20 million, obviously. Send us that fat tone. Give me your vote there, buddy. I'm going to go. Not a turd. That'd be cool as a young person right now with any level of creativity that you can go do something and have it sound professional. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, there was, you know, all right, well, a little bit of issues, but like. Yeah, but you're going to learn. When, 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 when I was 16 years old and me and my buddies were like, dude, let's be rappers. Like, it was like, nah, man, you can just record it on this cassette tape and hopefully it turns out okay. Okay, yeah, well, like, thank God, because I never saw the light of day. <laughs> dude, we were pretty good, man. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. We were terrible. I was Okay, thank God. I was like, dude, have you lost your mind? <laughs> but nonetheless, got to be cool for kids. And just, man, that's a heavy uh, heavy topic. And like, I'm glad that kid was able to get it off his chest. All right, before I vote, I need to do some investigative journalism here. What was the name of said rap group? Uh, it was War, the White Arsenal of Rap. <laughs> My name was my name was G Rizzy. That was my rap. G Rizzy. G Rizzy. Uh, beep beep honky was one of our uh, was one of our big hits right there. Wow. I uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. Um, I would imagine, much like everything else. That your mother has that, right? Um, I would bet one of my buddies has it. I don't think my mom necessarily approved of the uh, of the white arsenal of rap at that point. So, I, <laughs> dude, I love you. I man. think that was a dark day for Mama Fantone right there. But I, no, well, yeah, I will. Um, I will do some investigating, and I will see if I can't find some recordings. Dude, I'm telling something. you right now, we play that, and that will be <laughs> honestly that will be the biggest thing we've ever done. I guarantee you, that will be the most requested thing to, to, to air again. The white arsenal of rap <laughs> god, damn. god damn you Vantone. that's good stuff here's the thing i don't necessarily know if gavin's song was like really really good but it is heavy and it is about a situation that is close to all of us here and i can't vote turd on a kid expressing real emotion over a very real issue versus just like popping bottles and slamming models i mean the kid laid bare about a really serious situation about losing a friend and dude even the attempt alone should be honestly applauded so i'm going to vote not a turd on it. not a turd Yay. i uh, you know what i mean when i was growing up i don't know if 16 year old men boys were going to be able to be that in tune with how they felt and be able to give you a piece of art like that without being worried about what their other like guy friends were going to have to say so i applaud him for that alone uh, more opportunities to win your way out to Los Angeles for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards all day on Rock 106.9. But aside from that, we are done for the day. The white arsenal of radio <laughs> is done for the day. War still works, buddy. Still works. Still works. We will be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Hey guys, what's going on? You got Sansbury here. There are certain things in life you just take for granted, right? Like how awesome the radio show is. Just kidding. Uh, but there are things in life you take for granted. Like the other night I was driving home right after my buddy's Super Bowl party. And there was a little bit of weather on Route 30. Uh, not a ton, but just enough to make you a little tense about driving home, right? And out of nowhere, my traction control in my car kicked in. And I was like, oh yeah. That's right. I have that. Thank God I have that. And I only have that because I upgraded my car last year. And I did it at the Wakeham Auto Family. I was looking for a pre-owned Honda, and Wakeham is Star County's largest pre-owned dealership, so I knew that was the place for me to be. Plus, they also deal with over 30 different banks and lenders, so I figured they would be able to work with even my credit, and sure enough, they were. Wakeham Advertising right now, you bring home 350 per week, they'll approve you for up to $30,000 worth of credit. 
If you've been thinking about upgrading your car, now is the best time to do it. Start online at Wakeham.com, W-A-I-K-E-M.com, or swing by in person on the Wakeham Auto Mile. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham way.